Film and Water Podcast, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and joining us for a discussion about the Star Wars saga, all the films, because, uh, of course, we are now, uh, by the time you're hearing this, just 24 hours away from Star Wars The Last Jedi, is our friend and host of the recently completed Fifth Element Podcast, Crystal Beth. Welcome back, Crystal. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be able to talk about all the Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. all Every bit of it. We're going to talk about every the holiday special, the whole thing. So, uh, now the reason we were doing this is because, again, of course, The Last Jedi is, is almost upon us, and in between... Uh, the, you know, The Force Awakens and Rogue One and now this new movie, there's been a ton of news about where the Star Wars saga is going in terms of what they're going to be doing after these movies about Ryan Johnson. There's a whole, much, whole bunch of stuff to discuss and I thought it would be interesting to talk to someone who comes at these movies from a different perspective because anybody who's been listening to the show for a while knows, you know, I'm original generation Star Wars. I was six years old when the first one came out. I had all the toys. I lived and breathed Star Wars for most of my life. Uh, I don't like the prequels. I like the new movie. Like, I'm very traditionally probably what you're uh, a Star Wars fan of my age. I have those basic opinions. So I thought it would be interesting to talk to someone who maybe doesn't have those opinions. So, like, just to get started, like, what's your history with this franchise? Because, like, where did you first come to it? So, I uh, the very first time I came to it, I was very young. And I saw, I walked in, and I was also a very scared child. I was very, I got, I had crazy imagination. So, I. I, if I saw something scary, I'd be like, well, that's going to give me nightmares for weeks. And um, I was at my cousin's, and I walked in as the Dianoga eye oh. in the water. <laughs> and I was like, nope, and turned around and walked right back out of the room because I was like, I can't handle that. And that's one of those things that I didn't – obviously, that memory was – didn't register with me as, oh, that's Star Wars until I was watching it later. And I was like, oh, that's what they were watching. I wish I had stayed, <laughs> but who knows if I would have liked Star Wars. Cause I was really little. I want to say I was like five or six. And, um, I, I have talked about when I first started watching Star Wars with multiple people. And I always say, I can't remember seeing it for the first time, but I remember seeing it in the theaters when the special edition came out. Okay. And the more I think about it, the more I think my dad is right, where I think I saw Star Wars for the first time in the theater when it came out in 97. Okay. Which is cool. Like, it's a great first way to see it. But I remember the emotions I had when I was watching it in the theater. And I remember I was, like, wide-eyed and excited. And this has taken me, like, 20 years to figure out. And because I really started thinking about it for this podcast to talk about it. I was like, when? I have to remember the first time I saw it. And I, I think it was a theater. And I remember just having all of the feelings and emotions and excitement. And I loved it so much. And I think I saw it three times before Empire came in the theater. Because I think they were staggered. They didn't yeah. come out all at once. So I think I made my dad take me to that three times, at least. <laughs> and, it, it, and it stuck with me. And then I was like, oh, I love nothing else and then my mom was like well time for therapy you're crazy that's actually that's a, that's a true and I, I think I mentioned it before on at least one podcast where there was one day I was getting a tooth removed because uh, one of them wasn't leaving and the other one was coming in and I was at the dentist and I didn't want because I was so I thought it was so awful Ace, it is awful. And uh, my mom didn't come in with me because she wasn't allowed to. But after the, after I got the tooth pulled, she said that my face was all Novocaine up and fat. And I walked up to her and I just was glaring at her. And she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, because you weren't there, I pictured. Oh, no. I said, you know what got me through that? I pictured Han and Leia and Chewbacca and everyone looking at me and supporting me and helping me through this. And Aww. that's when my mom was like, oh, well. 
uh, I think she's crazy. And then she sent me to therapy and the therapist was like, no, she just doesn't have a good family life right now. Cause my stepdad was mean to me all the time. And she's like picking another family to support her and help her through things. And I was like, I just like star Wars. <laughs> just, I don't know what this is all about, but yeah. That's extraordinary. Well, I mean, that's, that seems like a, uh, actually a pretty healthy way of dealing with it. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people got out of Star Wars when they're younger is that yeah. you know, who doesn't want to, I, I wanted to hang out with Han Solo and Chewbacca. Who didn't? I mean, who doesn't want to yeah. go with the Millennium Falcon and have adventures? That's the whole point of it. And they're like the most supportive people ever to each other. They always show up right at the right time. And so Star Wars has been with me forever. And I grew up with the original trilogy, but I, and everyone knows this about me, I'm not a prequels basher. Mm-hmm. Like I won't complain about them because I try to hold on to the memory of how excited I was when they were coming out. And it was right when the internet first came out. Like that was the first trailer that was on the internet. Yeah. And I downloaded the trailer for Phantom Menace like eight times and it would take so long. Yeah. That's like a three hour download. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I would just watch it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like starts like with the, the graph and the you know the droids the droid ships coming up and over it and it's, you hear all the star wars sounds you get all these fun characters and the, there's people in it that were my age because natalie portman was my age when she was in that i was so jealous but i try to hold on to the memory of how excited i was seeing all of that all the new music all the lightsaber fights as i got older too like with uh, attack of the clones and the right end of the sith as well because I was like, I need to, I need to hold on to this because this is all I have, mm. and I won't let people take take me down. Everyone else can hate it all they want. I'm not going to say you're wrong for hating it. I get why you, anyone would, but they're my little babies. Well, see, that's that's a, I. That's one thing I have noticed over time is that I think that because you just talked about that you saw Star Wars: Empire and Jedi like in '97, '98, and then of course you got to see the prequels right after that. And I noticed that with my nephew. My nephew is uh, he's 18. And he regards all the Star Wars movies as Star Wars movies. He doesn't have that line in his head of like, well, there's these ones and then there's these other ones. They're, oh, they're so all weird. just they're all just Star Wars movies to him. And that's yeah, I, I kind of envy that. I, I can't help it. I see those movies. and I was like, oh, my. And I, I've tried over and over again to like really like them. And I, it just doesn't take. But when you yeah. saw when you saw Empire and Jedi, like what did you like? What was your reaction to those? Were they like, oh, all right, this is all just as good as Star Wars. Like it's, it's all just it's all awesome. That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I was I have always liked Return of the Jedi more, which everyone's always like, what? But I had the most fun watching that one. And uh, I never had a problem with the Ewoks like some people do. I'm like, whatever, they're freaking cute and they live in trees. Give them to me. I love it. Um, But, oh, and you know what? After you said, the fact that there's only a two-year difference between them coming out in theaters and episode one coming out, I must have seen Star Wars before the theater and I just can't remember the first time I saw it. Okay. Because I... I had Star Wars so much longer than two years between. I can't. I, I can't remember. I'm trying to like create false memories in my head. I must have seen it before the theater. Okay. Well, I mean, they, they, See, I'm like going through some stuff right now, trying to figure out my life. Right. But um, yes, I do remember because they all came out in rapid succession, and I didn't have the luxury of watching one and waiting a few years, and then seeing the next, seeing Empire Strikes Back, and then waiting a few more years, I saw them pretty much all at once. What part of the original movies is like your, is there a part that you key into more than anything else? Is it like, is it Han more than Luke or or the other way around or what? I, I don't have a specific thing. I remember that I had more of a crush on Luke Skywalker because I thought that he was more attainable because I was not a popular child (laughs) and Han Solo was like super popular. So my brain was like, Oh, cool guy would never like me, but (laughs) I like Luke. He might like me (laughs) (laughs) that sort of thing. I was, I, I guess I focused more on with who, who would I be able to date? That's Um, great. That's that's awesome. (laughs) The weird monkish farm boy. That's the one I'm going after. Yep. I was like, I could convince him. He seems like he doesn't, he's not cool. I wouldn't stand a chance with Han Solo. I think now maybe I might be able to trick him into liking me, but uh, not. I don't know if it would work out. <laughs> I, I think he would like you, Crystal. I know I'm not having any. I don't have any doubts yeah. about that. So, no. Did you did you have the stuff like that? Was see that's a that was a huge part of it for me was the, was the merchandise because like if you look through all my family albums. Um, there's a picture of me at six years old, um, and we're having my birthday party and all the decorations and all the stuff around me are super friends. 
because that was like uh-huh. that was all my life. And then the very next year, it's the same picture taken at the same table. Everybody's in the same position, except now it's all Star Wars stuff. So it's like <laughs> clearly it's like birthday, the last birthday before Star Wars, the first birthday post Star Wars. I'm wearing a Darth Vader T-shirt. I've got a Tie Fighter. It's I, I was just all Star Wars all the time. Now was that like the merchandise was not at the same levels it was when I was younger, but like, did that key into it? Like, did you want to just immerse yourself in it with all these stuff? So I grew up uh, pretty poor, so we didn't have enough money for me to really get things, but I did get a lot of books. I got a lot of star Wars books. So like the star Wars encyclopedia. And then I had this little paperback book that had a uh, kind of the breakdown of different characters in it and it ended with a sh- uh, uh, image of Luke Skywalker holding his gun and looking out at the camera. And it was all, I think it was all stars in the background Mm -hmm. and said, uh, the force will be with you always. And that is what helped fulfill my, uh, star Wars desires because I never got toys. Um, but man, when I, I got star Wars trivial pursuit, (laughs) that was one thing where I can murder anyone at when I play, I have to play with four handicaps and, uh, the one of them is that everyone else can play with each other, but I have to guess by myself. Wow. Another one is I have to get the whole card right anytime I want to chip. Oh my anytime goodness. I, I get to the center and I can I can't roll again after I get after I get uh so you know when you get the chip or yeah. you get a question right, you can go again. I can't do that. Holy jeez, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, so I um I have a lot of fun with that game. So I know a lot about the original trilogy. I was never an extended universe person. I read a couple things, but Star Wars, the original trilogy, that was my, I know everything about that. Well, not everything. There are people that know way more about me, but that was my, my bread and butter was the original trilogy because of the books I had. Did you ever read the Star Wars comic? I have only been reading the recent ones. Okay, okay. Which are all really good. Lando was really good. That just came out, too. Because I remember buying where I was. My parents bought me Star Wars number 7, the Marvel comic from 1978, which is the first post-movie adaptation comic book. And I, at that age, did not have any idea that you could do Star Wars outside of the movies. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) And here was this comic book featuring Han and Chewie in an adventure I hadn't seen. And it just, it shattered my brain. Because I just didn't know you could do that. I was like, what? I, I remember walking through the mall with my parents and I'm like bumping into things because I just had my face buried in this comic book. It was just, it was so ridiculously exciting to have Star Wars adventures in between the movies. Because three years in between the movies was such a long time to wait. When you're, when you're 7, 10, and 13, uh, you know, yeah. that is just, that's such a gargantuan gap between between the movies and there, you know, we said that we had the toys, but that was, and I had the holiday special, uh, which I have to ask you about your views on the, although I guess everybody's views on the holiday special are the same. It's, it's awful. Uh, but <laughs> I only saw it once and that was enough. Yeah. You don't ever need, I was it. okay with it. The end. I was like, all right, I'm done. This is not at all. It's not even, I don't even know if I got through it. Honestly, yeah, I don't think I even finished it. No, I finish it. Uh, yeah, because I remember the end. It but it was forever. trying. Oh. Because, like I said, I'm so original trilogy that, and I know a lot about the prequels too, because I was that came out when the internet was finally a real thing. So I was able to internet it up and read everything about it. But it was it's hard for me to branch out of the structured life that I know <laughs> and love. What but. like do you? Were your friends into it? Did you have friends that were no. into it, or was you? This was like sort of your thing. I did not have friends that were into it. Wow, none of my friends were into it. Yeah, I remember there were some boys that were into Star Wars, but I couldn't talk to them because they were boys. Okay. Um, and then one day I was with Ian, Patrick, and that was it, Ian and Patrick, and we were having like a Star Wars Jeopardy type thing. Not even Jeopardy. We we're just asking each other questions. We had to slam our hand down on the desk whenever we knew the answer. And it was neck and neck going through. And then one of the questions was, um, how old is Yoda? <laughs> and Ian slapped his hand down first. No, Patrick slapped his hand down first. And he was like, 800. And I was like, he's 900. And he was like, uh, he's 800 years old. And I was like, when 900 years you reach, look as good, you will not. He's 900 years old. Yep. And they were like, nope, 800. And I was like, oh, my, my, <laughs> I was like, I can't. I got so mad and I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. And I was like, I can't talk to you. You are, you're, you don't even know the star Wars that is in the movies. No. Oh no. And, and they were asking questions, like easy questions too. 
like what, what planet was Luke from and all that. And I was like, there's no one, there's no one for me to talk to all of these <laughs> simpletons around me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he desperately needed a, a, a cell phone back then to be able to look that stuff up. But come on, it's, oh. it's come on, and Patrick, it's 900. Everybody does that. I brought in my encyclopedia the next day. I was like, what? And they didn't care at that point. And now I was just a crazy girl that was like so upset about something. And she brought, brought the book in the next day to be like, listen, you dumbass. This is what's real and right. <sighs> if there's if there's nothing that young boys like more, it's a girl coming in and explaining why they're wrong about something. <laughs> Especially Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Wow. Uh, so what you're so you say so you like the prequels, right? They they work for you, or what's like what's your general view of them? So a lot of things in the prequels make me roll my eyes. I uh, some pretty epic eye rolls, and uh, I think one of the biggest eye rolls for me is when uh, Padme falls out of the ship when they're on when they're uh, when they're flying around, and Anakin's like Padme, oh no, and. Obi-Wan's like, no, what would, what would Padme do? And he's like, she would do her duty. I'm like, well, or when they're riding around on those ticks, that mm-hmm. was an eye roll. But other than the eye rolls, I still love them. They gave me my music. They gave me epic battles. I just didn't need the love story. And I hate that Padme died from a broken heart. She lost the will to live. No, <laughs> I do like them though. <laughs> Is there which one do you like? Uh, what like what what order would you put them in? I'm sort of fascinated by by that. They ask that on Star Wars Minute all the time. Like, what order do people put the movies? Where where do you stack the prequels at least? The prequels would be uh, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, and then Attack of the Clones. Okay. I um, sometimes it switches between Revenge of the Sith and Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. and it comes right back to how much fun I have watching it because there's a lot of stuff that's just fun in Phantom Menace. But he's like. Uh, now this is pod racing. Like those lines, are you an angel? Like those kind of things where it's just like, oh my God, it's yeah. just fun. Attack of the Clones doesn't have much that I think is fun. I didn't like the Yoda fight. I hated that that's how he fought. Mm-hmm. Really bothered me. Um, and I think that is the one thing that I, and midichlorians, those are two things. Oh, the midichlorians, that I yeah. cannot, Dan, I'm like, I know that they were like, wow, let's really blow people's mind with this, this Yoda that can bounce off walls when he's fighting. And then he's like tired and walking slow after. And I know that he has very strong with the force, but I always pictured him as a more passive warrior, I guess, where he wouldn't be as brutal with his lightsaber because he's, you know, at one with everything. He would first figure out how not to fight, but then he would use more of uh, like the force, I guess. He'd be more forcey as opposed to, because that was like anger fighting. He was an angry little guy. And that's the opposite of what Yoda is. Right. And I don't even yeah, I mean that that was something I liked about the the Jedi is that, that they're 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 subtle, you know. I mean, like yeah. when when Luke walks into Jabba's palace and he just moves his hand to to choke the Gamorrean guards, he's not doing all this crazy stuff. And yeah, when when Yoda turned into just like this little flipping cartoon, I really kind of just I was like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> just like sunk in my seat. I mean, I saw Phantom Menace in the theater. I flew out to. Uh, another state to go see it with some friends because we were just so excited and like we went yeah. and saw it at like nine o'clock at night on opening night and we went to a restaurant afterwards and i i still remember that evening because we were all convinced that we had seen something great and we weren't yeah. we weren't lying we, were, we weren't lying to each other we were lying to ourselves we were like no it was great right yeah no it was great it was great yeah no it was totally great and and i ended up seeing it like eight or nine times that summer and because i just kept telling myself it was great and then by the time the clones came around, I think I saw clones three times. And by that time, the rot had kind of settled in. And then when by the time Sith came out, I saw it once, which is ironic because Sith is to me the best one of the three. But yeah. I was just burned out. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't tolerate these movies. Now, I, I'm perfectly okay with the fact that, like, the actors from those movies have been, like, welcomed into the family. Like, yeah. like, they had, like what's his name? Um, uh, Hayden Christensen was at the Star Wars convention the last last year. Like that's great. Uh-huh. They shouldn't. Those movies exist. They shouldn't be redone. They shouldn't be forgotten. Those actors no. are part of the universe. They're just because I don't enjoy them doesn't mean that they have to be like you know. It's not communist Russia where we you know sponge them from the record. <laughs> so I'm perfectly happy that I'm glad that people like them. I wish I could like them. I wish yeah. I had you know. Right now I have five Star Wars movies that I really like. Hopefully six. How about the time I see Last Jedi? I would love to have. Yeah. I would love to have eleven movies that I like. I would love it. That would be great. But I just, yeah. I just don't. Ha- I just can't have it in me. Um, what I was your? Do you like, remember? 
I'm sorry. With everyone, no, it's okay. With everyone hating uh, the Force, I mean, uh, the Phantom Menace, uh, when because it came out and everyone was excited when it came out and everyone saw it again. There are a couple people that knew right away. They were like, nope, hate this. But I think that what ended up happening was that collective gang mentality where everyone starts because when you love something, the best thing to do is make fun of it. Like when, like everyone makes fun of uh, Luke Skywalker being like, "Oh, I was gonna go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters," <laughs> like that kind of thing. You make fun of the things that you love, and everyone laughs about it. But it ended up becoming like a real hate thing, where all of a sudden everyone was like, "Oh wait, yeah, that did suck." And instead of focusing on the positives, because that was what I was surrounded by, a lot of people being like, "Oh well, this sucked." I'd be like, "But what did you like about it? We just talked for like three hours, what we loved about it." And it's hard to keep that the optimism up when you're with other people or when everyone else's optimism goes down. Yeah. Not saying anyone's opinions of hating it are wrong. Cause I completely see where they're coming from, but there was definitely a, a tide that turned and it, it was at like the same time. And I think you're right when it was, it came out right. I mean, it flipped maybe like eight months before the attack of the clones came out and then attack of the clones came out. And everyone was like, yup, we were right. Yeah. You went into that hesitant. I didn't. I'm sure other people didn't, but a lot of people were like, oh, let's see where they go from that. Did you see those movies multiple times in the theater? Oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, I, I said I wanted to like them so bad. And, and every so often I revisit them. I will rewatch all three and I just, like, maybe they'll get better and they just, they never do for me. But, you know, it's all right. Yeah. It's fine. No, we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's like I've, I've done my due diligence. I've, I've given them all several chances. Now, do you remember what your your reaction was when the, the news broke that they were going to make – that, A, not only Disney was buying Star Wars, but they were going to make three more movies with the original crew? I remember reading that, and I just was like, what? What? Like, that just made, wrote, made no sense to me that that could be a thing. I wrote a poem about it. <laughs> and so the, this is the poem I wrote when I found out that Lucas sold – Star Wars to Disney. What are you saying? Is this shit really real? Did Lucas and Disney just make a huge deal? $4 billion and they get it all? Lucasfilm, Indie, Effects, and The Crawl? No, I can't believe it. My internet's so slow. I need to read articles. I just have to know. Lucas retires and promotes Kate Kennedy to president of Lucasfilm, El fucking TD. Episode 7, 2015, the 8 and 9, all on the big screen? Oh my god, my head, it's about to explode. If I were a man, I would have busted my load. It was that <laughs> gross. I take back what I said. But holy fuck, I can't believe what I really just read. There are so many things I still need to know. Like, are they going to make a live-action TV show? If they are, I want in. I must infiltrate them somehow i will be in star wars this i allow there's so much to read and i need my fix but first i will rewatch episode six <laughs> hold on is it gonna <laughs> that is fantastic that is i i love the pure nerdly expression of joy and excitement over the over that news that's that that's just fantastic crystal i completely forgot that i wrote that i'm so glad you reminded me yeah i, I was pumped because I was excited to get it out of George Lucas's hands because I always equated it to when Monet was nearing the end of his artistic life. He didn't have a lot of money and was painting on the same canvases that his other paintings were on. And his friends had to take him away and be like, you're going to ruin this thing that you have if you keep painting on them. And that's what I thought of with George Lucas, too, where I was like, you're going to ruin this thing. I know you're the creator and everything that comes out of your eye is what Star Wars is, but you're going to ruin everything. So when he sold it to Disney, as much as I was like, the unease didn't settle in until maybe a couple months later where I was like, oh, wait, Disney sucks. <laughs> what? They're like the monopoly of everything and they don't let people make stuff. So I was nervous. And then when I saw the all of the... Um, like set pictures of the force awakens. I got that same, like I have so many goosebumps right now, just talking about it. I got that same excitement that I got when I found out the original trilogy was coming out, but just bigger because I was a grown up and I can understand things more. Mm -hmm. So I'm, and so far they have not disappointed. I know people are like, Oh, the force awakens is just like the, is like a new hope. And I'm like, yeah, good. Because they needed to get us back on their side again. And if they were like, well, that movie works, let's do that again. Fine. <laughs> do that. Make, make me characters that I'm going to enjoy doing whatever. And then for uh, The Last Jedi, they can literally do whatever they want because they got me. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. I, 
I, I tried to convey this at the time, and it, it's hard because I don't think I had exactly the right words. But like when I was a kid, and and into my what I call my adulthood, like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, those were towering figures of my childhood. But they were it was a done thing. There was no more. You know, the three movies were Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, and the idea that they were going to there was going to be new footage of them. It, that was hard to wrap my brain around because it was like, yeah. no, that, that's a done thing. That's over. It's you know what I mean? It's like it would be in my mind like you made a comparison to Monet, which is like very high minded, I have to say. But like, you know, like like I love the work of Orson Welles. Like I love his movies. I've seen all of his movies multiple times. But that's it. I've, I've seen everything now. But if somebody said to me, oh, no, no, we have another Orson Welles movie that we didn't know existed. But my brain has to like now accept this new thing. And so the idea that there was Han Solo yeah. again, that I was going to get to see Han Solo doing stuff, you know, as played by Harrison Ford, was just unbelievable to me. And like you, I really loved Force Awakens. I still love it. I watch it. I still watch it every so often. I thought they did a great job introducing the new characters. I love that the I love that the older characters were brought in, but they weren't the main characters. Because Star Wars has to keep going, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to see, yeah. you know, a movie featuring the old people as the main character. No, that, I was so nervous about that. Yeah. I was like, oh god, I don't want to watch. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch Carrie Fisher, like old Carrie Fisher, kiss old Harrison Ford. Right. Yeah. Because they don't match anymore. Like they're just because of people outside. It would just like it would be giggly. I would giggle. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's I, I, um, yeah, there's that video of uh, that somebody took of the audience at Star Wars Celebration watching the first trailer, and mm-hmm. so you hear everybody screaming. And I've watched that video several dozen times because when they get there's that point where you know we see the Millennium Falcon go into the 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 the, uh, the, the ship the the wrecked hull of the ship, yeah. and then there's black, and you just hear Chewie, and then. You see Harrison Ford, ah. and people just lose their shit. People, ah, and it's it's such a beautiful expression of just pure joy because he's like, I'm looking at Han Solo again. It, it was there was a room full of people having that same experience, and it's, it's just beautiful. And like like you, I yeah, I know that the Force Awakens does borrow a lot from Star Wars in terms of the same beats. You've got a droid who's got this thing in him that they're trying to catch, and then there's the Death Star. But to me, I was like, Force Awakens had to do so much work had to do so much heavy lifting of getting the Star Wars trilogy sort of back on track, reintroducing these classic characters while setting up new characters. I was like, this was a heavy lift for this movie. And the fact that it's even decent to me is a miracle. So I, I think that movie is actually yeah. way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, I uh, just started crying right now talking about it because it it's crazy the joy that – because I know exactly what – video you're talking about when they showed the trailer yeah and if anyone's seen my star wars reaction to that the same exact freaking thing happened that the second i heard han i was like oh my god and then when i saw him i was like because it's it was him but it wasn't him and they did so good at showing that i thought and um just watching other people's reaction videos and how excited people get to see their old friends Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people grew up not a lot of people who like star Wars are people that didn't have a lot going on with them. Like they didn't have a lot of friends or if they did have a lot of friends, they were all star Wars nerd friends, but it's literally like seeing one of your friends you haven't seen in a really long time, I guess. (laughs) If anyone knows me in star Wars, they know that it makes me cry because I get so excited about it. And anytime I'm at an excitement level between if I'm not like a perfect, like if, I get excited. Any type of emotion over a five, I start crying. So okay, <laughs> okay, good to know. Whether I'm mad, sad, happy, because I, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, ah. Well, I guess I want to say over an eight, not over a yeah. Oh, so excited about it. Star Wars is so good. Oh, I'm a crazy person. See, this is why I went to therapy. My mom's like, she's nuts. <laughs> Well, but, but see, but I don't. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't agree with that. But I mean, it's just like I think that like the internet is so full of people being snarky and too cool for school, and you know all that stuff. And it was so nice to see people just enjoy something wholeheartedly. 
you know, and unreservedly and to be able to do it with a room full of people that, you know, feel the same way, you know, yeah. uh, it's just, it's, it's something. And it was funny, like, uh, and I mentioned this back at the, at the time, um, when, For- when Force Awakens was coming out, uh, the job that I uh, work at, that I still work at, we're, we're in the movie trailer business. And so the, the, for the, for the holiday party, um, they were going to take us all to see the Force Awakens. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's, that's a cool thing. Now, uh-huh. earlier that year, they had taken us all in the summer to go see Avengers Age of Ultron. So this is the first time I'd seen a movie with any of these people, any of my coworkers. And one guy, a guy that I didn't particularly get along with, had his phone out through the whole movie. And I no. – Yeah, and I was, I was sitting two seats away from him, and I could not – I was so distracted because he had his stupid phone out. And I was like, son of a bitch. And I remembered thinking when they announced to us after that, well, we're going to do this again for Force Awakens. I was like, and I said to my, some of my other coworkers that I was friends with, I said, I am A, not seeing Force Awakens for the first time with that guy in the theater. I'm not going to let him ruin. <laughs> because, if, because if he did, if I was seeing Force Awakens for the first time and somebody put their phone out, I would get up and smack it out of his hand. I was like, yeah. I am not letting... The first time I'm seeing The Force Awakens, I'm not letting the first time I'm seeing Luke, Leia, Chewie, Han, the Millennium Falcon, for the first time in 30 years, I'm not having it be ruined. It was that vital to me. So I actually went and took my girlfriend and her nephew to see it thir- the night before. So when we saw it at work, I was actually already seen it. This, I had already seen it once before. It's like, no, this first experience has to be perfect. I, I'm not going to let it ruin it for me. I have to watch yeah. this movie pure. You know, and, and luckily I did because it was it was just a great experience seeing everybody again. And I really do love these new characters. Like I genuinely love Ray and Finn and Poe. Like I was like, they did it. They found a way to, to bring new characters into this franchise, which that's really tough to do. And they managed to do it. Yeah. Now, do you have a do you have a favorite of the of the new characters? I, I love Ray. I always try not to love a main character, but I, it's so awesome to just have such a badass girl like running the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really excited to see where she goes. And I, uh, I mean, Poe's great. I love Poe too, but I always hate loving the person that's like the lead and head, head of the head of the movie. Cause I feel like they get too much attention, right. but I am, that's who I'm looking forward to see. I want to see Ray and I want to see what she's doing with Luke. I'm, and I'm really excited about it. And I, I also, when I saw Rogue One, I had a little girl, a, father took his two daughters that did not want to be seeing that movie to that movie. And one of the girls kept talking and I turned around three times to tell her to shut up. And (laughs) the, and they came late. They also came in late to the movie. Um, and the dad was like, can you not tell my daughter? Uh, can you let me tell my daughter or let me tell my daughter what to do or something? And I was like, then tell her to be quiet. (laughs) And I'm doing this with like, tears streaming down my face at the end of the movie. No, no, I wasn't crying at that point. I, now I was just mad. Cause you know, when you hear someone and it's all you can think about, yeah. and it just like, it's in your chest and you're like, listen, I don't care if you don't want to see this. There are a lot of people who do. And, uh, when the movie was over, um, I stood up and I turned around and, oh, and that's when the dad, he touched my shoulder and he was like, uh, let me, let me tell my kids to be quiet or something like that. And I was like, well, you know what? I, I was shocked by him talking to me because he was in the wrong. And now I have tears streaming down my face because everyone just died. And you see princess Leia for the first time again, you find out she was at the battle and it makes it even more cooler at the beginning. Um, <laughs> uh, and I looked right at the little girl or I looked at the dad and I said, sometimes, sometimes it takes a stranger for a kid to really realize they're being a little jerk. And wow. I said that right in the daughter's face. Yeah. Because the daughter was being such she was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to watch this right now. And the other daughter was like, I have a sticker in my pocket, dad. Can I get the sticker out of my pocket? Like not even. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. And I stared them down and then I forgot my hat. So I had to go back and get my hat. And I stared down the other little girl too, which is the meanest <laughs> mean face I've ever made to the point where she got so scared. She hid behind her dad's leg. And I was like, yeah, I hope you remember this face forever <laughs> i was so mad she's gonna be she's gonna be 40 she was like there was this young there was this girl that the woman that looked at me nasty in the theater never forgot it i've been terrified to this day thank god hopefully they never speak at the theater ever again they'll remember i'll be like remember this face i'll come at you in your nightmares yeah. <laughs> wow bring in the pain <sighs> crystal good lord 
So anyway, uh, I feel the same way about you being distracted in movie theaters, and I will fight a child. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just couldn't. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not letting this. This this movie is just too special to me. I'm not going to let it be ruined. No, like so. Yeah. I, one thing I'm curious about, and I, I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about this uh, at length, and I'd like to. And we have a Star Wars show on our network. My my friend Ryan Daly does give me those Star Wars, which is a great show, and I'd love to talk to him about this at some point. But like, you know, we all know that the original movies what they mean like thematically you know they're about a small a small band of of people fighting the, this this empire i mean they're a vietnam allegory and on top of it you know they are an answer to the 70s doom and gloom of cinema because you know you had all these dark anti-heroes you know whether it's the godfather or the french connection or all these, you know, these heavy dark movies and here is you know, where everything is mixed and all the morality is gray and, and, and you know, reflecting Watergate and all the, the, the tumult of the 60s and the 70s. And here's George Lucas's answer. He's like, no, sometimes the bad guys wear black, the good guys wear white and evil and, and good are easily defined and you can defeat the evil. And that was exactly what audiences wanted to see in May of 1977. Nobody nobody knew that. And George Lucas may not have even known it, but there was something in the air that he captured, and that's why Star Wars became Star Wars. But I'm curious, like, what do you think, if anything, these new movies mean? Or the, or are they just an extension of the characters? Are they just an extension of the franchise? They, they might even, as great as that might be, do you think these films have any contemporary <laughs> meaning in, in 2017? So I'm not really a thematic movie watcher. Like, I don't watch for, like, the... Uh the underlying tones, unless I'm in a film class. I like to watch movies to watch movies and have fun. But one thing I do think about Star Wars regarding that is, yes, the original trilogies were very black and white. And I think that they went back to the fact that it's not black and white because that's real life. And it brings it to a real level again. Because, yes, sometimes it's easy to tell who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, but you can't really. Especially in the trailer for The Last Jedi, I'm really excited to see what's going on. And they always cut the trailers weird, so you never really know. But I'm really excited to see if Rey and Kylo Ren have some sort of weird settling into each other, I guess. They're like they're like a truce or something like that. And I'm really interested in the idea of Grey Jedi. That's really cool. And I think that that's, that is more now. That's more this time. Like, I don't think that they would have done that in the 70s. I, um, I think that a lot of it now is less about uh, having a nice theory underneath the movie and more of like, oh, look, more Star Wars. Okay, right, right, right. Right, and I think Disney's about that. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of what happens now with these franchises, whether it's like the Aliens movies or James Bond. Like, it's just it's just about, hey, these are characters you like. This is a world that you like. Let's play in it. Let's just have more adventures because that's what people want to see. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily think there's anything deeply thematic going on, although because we haven't seen Last Jedi yet. And maybe there I bet there's probably a lot going on because Ryan Johnson's pretty i think a pretty sophisticated filmmaker and i'm really excited that he's doing a star wars movie um not to not to stretch this point because you know it, it probably is a little bit of a stretch but like you know i the the, the theme i get from these movies and it's, it's probably a fairly simple one is that you know evil isn't defeated once and for all like you have to be ever vigilant you know it's yeah. you 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 may defeat the bad guys, but it doesn't mean you can just sort of clap your hands and say, well, we're all done now. No, this this thing is going to kind of keep going and you have to constantly be on alert for what goes on. And I think there is some thematic resonance in what's going on in America today and the idea that some people thought that we were past certain things in this country and right. clearly not. You know, nope. I mean, there's there are people, uh, you know, there I mean, again, I, I apologize for for dragging this into an area that maybe it doesn't belong but i do remember speaking to no. a, speaking to a friend who is a lot younger than me uh the day after the election and he only he's only been old enough to vote for uh barack obama that's that's all he knew because he was too young uh -huh. to vote before that and he admitted to me the night the day after the election that he was like it literally never occurred to him that the country would do anything else other than vote for who was clearly the best candidate. Yeah. Like it just, and he was admitting that that was naive, <laughs> but it, it, it's, he was just like, 
it just never dawned on him because to him, all he knew of presidents in his lifetime were these sort of very stable, reasonable, fair-minded people. And it just never would have occurred to him that there was any other choice the country would make. And yet we did make this choice. And so I wonder if, like, is that what Star Wars is about now? Is that, you know, hey, everybody thought the Empire was gone. We defeated it. We blew it up because we blew up their, their Death Star and the old, we threw the old man down the shaft. No, it's still yeah. around. It, it, the seeds of it spill out and poison, you know, the, the atmosphere for other people. And now it's coming back in, in, and in many ways even worse ways. Again, maybe I'm stretching a point. Uh, but that's what I get from these movies, other than the fact they are just incredibly fun. But I always feel like that it's it's a good reminder that, you know, you do have to be ever vigilant. And I don't think I've seen people say that they feel like Force Awakens in some ways ruins the end of Jedi because you now know that Luke, Han and Leia don't get a permanent happy ending. But not to yeah. I'm bringing it back to Orson Welles again. But Orson Welles famously said, well, you get a happy ending depending on where you end your story. And, you know, to me, I'm like, well, they, they got a happy ending for many decades, but things don't last that way forever. And. You know, yeah, Han doesn't have a happy ending from what we see, but I don't know. I was okay with that. I'm a, it, to me, Force Awakens, knowing when I now see Han Solo, knowing where he's going to die, I don't know. It doesn't ruin those movies for me. It's like, no, the, no. The, you know, this is the sum total of the people. It's the journey. Lives. It's not the destination. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, in terms of, of like Ryan Johnson, um, like, are you a fan? Have you seen his other movies? Uh, no. Some of them, but uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I like word vomit on you. That's okay. All right. What do you like? What did you think about the idea that he's going to do another trilogy, like a whole trilogy of his own? Like I, I the the confidence that uh, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy must have in Last Jedi has got to be overwhelming. But I mean, what do you think of the idea of like doing Star Wars movies that are not Skywalker movies? Like that's gonna, we're going to now move on past these characters and we're going to have just a whole other universe. Is that to me is like. It's an interesting idea that Star Wars is more than just the Skywalkers. I mean, of course it is because there's been comic books and books and, you know, Rogue One isn't a Skywalker story and the Han Solo movie won't be a Skywalker story. But it's – to me, the, the, the trilogies were always the, the Skywalker story and now we're going to face something new. Like, how does, how does, does that appeal to you? Uh, it does. It actually – I was um, – with one of my friends, you we were writing the pilot of a, of a show that kind of follows that same idea. A little different, but it'd be a comedy show. Mm-hmm. But um, about the Star Wars universe taking place somewhere where the people don't know anything about it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they they know that something's going on. Like how I live my life where I know that there's stuff going on in other parts of the world and there's probably people doing heroic things, but I'm not a part of it. I have to go to work and give people drinks. So I want to see people outside of uh, outside of the heroes doing stuff. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it would be really good. And um, – I think Ryan Johnson's great. And he actually, uh, I didn't even realize this uh, until I just started watching Terriers. Okay. And I was watching the episodes and I was like, oh, Ryan Johnson directed this episode. Weird. It was a really good one. So it's like. Oh, I didn't even know he did that any of that. I knew he did some Breaking Bads. I didn't know he ever did any other TV. That's interesting. Yeah. So that was, um, I think Terriers came out in 2009. But I just started watching it because one of the other Movie by Minutes guys was begging me to forever and it's really good show i'm sad it didn't get picked up but yeah i saw ryan johnson i was like oh look at there he is but uh yeah i saw looper by the way you're right yeah terrific movie yeah yeah i really liked that one yeah it's i'm i'm fascinated the idea that you're they're gonna like i mean he's never gonna be the george lucas of these new movies but it's pretty close you know that they're gonna hand this much creative control over the star wars universe over to him i mean that's it's pretty remarkable i said they must have seen last jedi and just been like Wow, you know they must they must love this movie. So I am just dying to see what what what's happening. I mean, the movie's two and a half hours. It's the longest of any Star Wars movie. I'm really, I don't know. I'm just like it, it's so it's filled with anticipation over this thing. Like, what's in this movie? I mean, first of all, yeah. I mean, I love like I love the how little I know about it. Like, I don't really know how Laura Dern fits into this movie or Benicio del Toro, and I, I love that. What? I love that I don't know any of that stuff. Plus, what, I know. I'm going to get to see like Laura Dern in a Star Wars movie, which is fantastic because she's just killer. Yeah, I um, I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't like looking up things about movies. I'll watch the trailers, but I really try not to look into Star Wars information because I love to be surprised yep. by the movie. Yep. So 
I know I've seen pictures of sets and pictures of characters and I've read a little bit, but I, I don't read articles. I don't dig because I'm afraid of, I'm going to afraid it's going to get spoiled. I want to see something. I don't want to be spoiled. Right. Yeah. I don't watch, I watch the, uh, I watched the first two trailers and then I know there's been TV spots, but I don't watch any of those. I'm like, no, I'm done. I don't need to see anymore. I, I'm I'm good. I'm good with what what we've got. I don't. I, every yeah. other every other ounce of footage now is just going to potentially ruin it for me. So yeah, I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. This last trailer, I was like, oh gosh. And I I kind of like watching all the trailers because I feel like something's going to get you know secrets going to be slipped or I'm going to see something I'm not supposed to. Even though the people who edit the trailers are very good at not doing that. Um, I just don't want to be spoiled. Right. 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 What are your thoughts on uh, the, Han- the Han Solo movie? I have been annoyed by anyone that has ever thought they could play Han Solo. <laughs> okay, other than Harrison Ford. Yeah, I wanted to go down. Like, if I had the ability to be in the room for the Han Solo auditions, I would have been like, none. None of these people can be Han Solo. And I would have gone to, like, the, I don't know, a store and been like, do you like Star Wars? And the first person that said no, I'd be like, you're a Han Solo. <laughs> Anyone that thinks that they're cool enough to play Han Solo is certifiably insane. Right. So I'm going in with a real bad attitude. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm excited to see, uh, you know, obviously I'm excited for all Star Wars coming out, but I just can't believe anyone thinks they're cool enough to play Han Solo. Uh, he better do it. He better do a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really put his career. The uh, Aaron Ehrenreich, he's really put his career in the crosshairs. Yeah, it's it's a lot to live up to. It's a lot yeah. to live up to. I mean, so do you want to see like in terms of these these side story movies? Like, do you want to see more of those movies that are like adventures with the characters that we know, or would you want to branch them out and like start seeing other things? Like, I like I was great with Rogue One. I thought that was a really good movie. And I and I'm excited to see Han Solo, young Han Solo, young especially Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. Like, oh that's my gosh, super I can't cool. Wait. But I, I don't know, know if I want to see like Boba Fett or young Obi Wan. I don't know. I think I might want to see other universe movies. Where Where are you on that? I want to see a Wedge movie. <laughs> okay, all right. I want to see Wedge and Tilly's because he is like he is the unsung hero. He is always right there doing everything he can to get you know get stuff done in the republic i mean in the rebellion that would be, I, I could see that because that because that i mean that touches the movies but you really could tell its own story because he is so such a tangential character that's an interesting idea yeah and i mean it wouldn't be as big people would be like wait who and i mean right. star wars fans would love it and it, it wouldn't be that big but i would not mind an indie film of that where people are like because he's so good and he's always right there and you don't recognize him without his helmet on so literally anyone can play him <laughs> I'm Wedge. Oh, okay, sure. All right, that's fine. Yeah, like when he took his helmet off, like in the when they're all celebrating, I had oh, no right. idea that that was Wedge. Right. Until, like, until pretty recently, I want to say like maybe 2000, 2010 maybe, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Wedge. Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't I, recognize him without his hat on. I learned from, from Star Wars Minute that, the, like, that Lucas specifically asked for that actor to be included. Like when they originally composed those shots – Wedge was not written in, and he was like, "No, no, no, we got to get Wedge. Wedge deserves to be in here." And I was like, "So they like specially brought him in?" I was like, "Well, that's great. I, I was glad that he was included because he should be. He was part of the he's part of the Rebel Alliance. You know, he deserves yeah. to party. He deserves to party with the Ewoks. You know, come on, jeez, oh, oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm nervous about Han Solo, but of course I'm going to go see it and whatever. And I said I liked Rogue One. So, but I mean, a lot of what, you know, sort of my feelings about this all is going to depend on what happens, uh, again, as, as when people are listening to this 24 hours from now, 24 hours from yep. now, I will be in the theater watching The Last Jedi. So we will we'll know what happens then. So I'm assuming you're seeing an opening night. Crazy. Uh, we got tickets for Friday at 3.30 p.m. Okay. All right. Middle because late. when you live in New York City. Tickets sell out everywhere super fast because there are 8 million people right. trying to go to 14 different theaters. Right. So <laughs> by the time I got online, everything was already sold out, but I got them for Friday. So that works for me. You were just going to have to stay off the internet for like the next 12 hours, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. I will not even – I will not look at anything online. <laughs> you can live like your ancestors used to without the I internet. Know. It could be amazing. How do you do that? Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's yeah. I'm I am I'm so excited to see it. It's just going to be so so amazing. So uh, I think that that's going to sort of do it here. Um, Crystal, I, I really enjoy talking to you. I wish I could have you on more than I do, but you are a very in-demand podcast guest, which for, with, <laughs> for good reason. Uh, so, and and I like said I, I, you know, my version of Star Wars is set in stone. It's always going to be, but I, I like that it's moved on and, and it's incorporated now multiple generations and lots of different people. So, like I said, it was important to me to hear from someone who doesn't come at it from exactly the same way. So, and I always enjoy talking to you. So thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I love being on this podcast. Thank you very much. That's, that's, high, that's high praise. Where can, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on uh, social media at the crystal Beth, and you can follow me on uh, with, through my podcast on iTunes, uh, the Fifth Element and Unlimited Lives Radio, which is a video game podcast, and it's a bunch of comedians that round table it up and talk about video games we love and what's new in the news. And you can go to moviesbyminutes.com, and I'm a guest on almost all of those, which is great. <laughs> and there was one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, not, not, obviously, it's not important. Okay. All right. Well, you, oh, oh, I yeah. mentioned my uh, YouTube. If you wanted to see what I looked like when I watched the. Uh, uh, Force Awakens trailer for the first time. If you Google Crystal Beth YouTube, I'm one of the first to pop up. So you can see me, what I look like when I cry, like I did today. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've completed Fifth Element, are you going to move on to another Luke Besson movie, like uh, Valerian in the Thousand Minutes or something? Or I'd rather die a thousand deaths. Uh, <laughs> okay. I might do another one. Uh, I have an idea rolling around in my head, but it would be a little different than going one minute at a time, but it would kind of follow the same structure but by year instead of minute okay fair enough fair enough though yeah all Thank right. Well, well, very cool. Yeah, very cool. So, of course, uh, you can find back episodes of this show on our network site, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're always talking movies over on Twitter, which is at Film and Water Pod. And like I said, if you want to hear more Star Wars, we have our own dedicated Star Wars show, which is from Ryan Daly, which is Give Me Those Star Wars. So, if you're not subscribed to that, I'm sure you are if you're listening to this. But in case you're not subscribed to that, it's a great show. So, thanks everybody for listening. Crystal, thanks once again for coming on. I really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, I look forward to hearing what you think about last jedi which will just be a couple of days from now so it'll be super exciting oh my gosh yay (laughs) all right until next week that's a wrap